Man, I honestly drank so much coffee today that I like I'm actually fucking shaking. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Yeah. Needed to needed some fuel for the day or what? I need fuel for every day right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man. I don't know what it was. Might be some different coffee or something, but I just drank a whole pot, like a whole crema pot thing. Not a whole pot, but fuck, I don't know. What's a crema I feel pot like, thing? I don't know what that is. It's the Italian metal thing you put on your stove. Oh, that yeah, the yeah. Espresso. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, cool. man. I fucking. You're go wired. On. You're good to go. This should be a good episode then. You know what yeah. I was thinking? We should also not talk about COVID stuff too much because okay. there's a week and a half delay with this. Mm. By the time this comes out, whatever we just talked about is old news, right? Exactly. So... <laughs> not even relevant. I was, well, I was thinking about that. And that's always a thing we do with guests is we try not to just sit around and talk about what's going on. We talk about them or what they want to talk about because uh-huh. then the episode dates itself really quickly. Right. So that is a good point. Yeah. I mean, fuck though. It's hard. And, enough uh, to talk about shit. Well, <laughs> you're, uh, I mean, you're obviously monitoring the financial news of it all pretty closely. A little bit. Yeah. That's but why I said on uh, Josh uh, message. <laughs> us some news thing in our fucking group text and i just reply unsubscribe because <laughs> i was annoyed with his news updates but uh, was like, i actually thought about being like because you said you sent the article then you said something else yeah like i said unsubscribe then the conversation resumed and i thought about just writing unsubscribe in all capitals i should have <laughs> done that but <laughs> i was like oil price drop below a dollar a barrel 10 cents a barrel unsubscribe and then it was like negative 37 dollars a barrel (laughs) so how does that work like who who pays who i don't get it or is that just kind of a metric i mean in layman's terms i suppose technically you if you wanted to buy a thousand barrels of oil today for me i would pay you 37 dollars per barrel right so is an oil company going to actually do that or is it just kind of like a like a market measurement you know what i mean so the it's it's actually a futures contract so it expired today and everybody was trying to get out of it so that they didn't have to take physical delivery of all those barrels because mm-hmm. every contract is a thousand barrels so i was posting on social media just trolling people being like does anybody have a backyard i can put a thousand barrels of oil in <laughs> just yeah, made yeah. 37 grand and yeah. so Okay, baller busters over there. <laughs> Buy my day trading course. So, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Right, but so uh, is it just, uh, is that just like a quick, like, will the price rebound a little bit just because there's all these people offloading today's contract or whatever? Yeah, I think that the actual price of oil is indicative of what next month's contract is because today is the expiry. Mm-hmm. So, June is trading at, I don't know, 20 something dollars a barrel last I saw. Um, I'm sure it's under 20 now, but that's indicative of what the actual price is. So, however, (laughs) the shit that we're producing in Alberta is uh, is dog shit apparently right now to the world. Well, because it's uh, it's not fully separated like it has to be refined further. That's the issue, right? Yeah, I was having a conversation with my roommates and I was like, I think this is the argument that we got to start refining at home mm-hmm. oh i mean it's become brazenly clear right mm-hmm. that 
and I mean, even though to look at it in absolute big picture, the idea of a global economy is like it's a huge weak point, right? Mm. In that, like when you totally outsource that supply chain, whatever it is, if that chain, if you only have one chain, it gets cut off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, right? But if, you know, if uh, Spain only produces one kind of trinket, and yeah. for some reason you can no longer trade with Spain, you can no longer get said trinket, right? Mm. But if you have a secondary and tertiary place to get trinket X, yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like we're we're it's almost not diversified enough in that mm-hmm. it's too specialized. I mean, also looking at China for outsourcing a lot of manufacturing and stuff too, right? I mean, that's you know for uh, yeah, I mean. People like cheap things, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason a uh, microwave was like $3,000 in the 1970s because it was produced in North America, right? Sure. There's a reason it's cheap now. So, yeah, but then this is obviously the downside of it all being outsourced is it, it gets totally cut off and we're totally screwed, right? So, well, I mean, yeah. and we're seeing it with fucking medical supplies, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's kind of where a big I'm example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole we're going to shut off the taps and the world's going to go totally oil free is also this total misnomer (laughs) because how much shit is produced with oil Mm -hmm. fucking plastic Vaseline that you wipe your chapped ass with, you know, is this and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. It's, it's fucking everywhere. Like I I think that that's the huge misnomer right now. And Mm -hmm. Were we actually refining at home and producing those products? I mean, we still would have been hit, but fuck. oh, for sure. But uh, I don't know. I, I I think this is uh, for anyone who's like pro Alberta oil, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, that you're gonna like this makes a very strong argument for it, right? Mm. No, no matter what way you slice it, whatever side of the aisle you're on, objectively, this this is gonna be what people will lean back on as the argument. You know what I mean? I was on fucking Twitter today and Bloomberg posted something about oil is now cheap enough that environmentalists can now buy it. And essentially the article was saying, just wait, the article was saying oil is cheap enough now that they can start buying up wells and shutting them down. But I replied to Bloomberg, that's because environmentalists have zero dollars. (laughs) Uh, how is your twitter fame coming along did that help Uh, it at all or no oh i got fucking 41 followers so far we're doing good man oh baby good there's also also some guy who was like after i said i just got paid 37 grand to put a thousand barrels of oil in my backyard some guy replied your wife said no after a thousand i said i don't blame her she's got a lot of stacking to do <laughs> Isn't the idea of a like a barrel of oil, quote unquote, is kind of an abstract concept, isn't it? For for the sake of providing some unit of measurement, it's not like they're shipped in individual oil drums particularly no. often, right? So it is a measurement up to like I think it's a volume rather than a, a like a a thousand barrels. Well, it's know, to, yeah, exactly. It, a thousand barrels won't show up. It's probably like one big truck or, or something like that, right? So, oh yeah, um, yeah. It's it's to put like a, a a measurement you can 
perceive to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that like at the end of the day, these contracts were never meant to be in most cases. Realized. Yes, you're right. So it's kind of more of a, we bought oil at $30 a barrel. We bought this contract or sold this contract to lock in that price for a future date. So we never have to worry about the price fluctuating mm-hmm. is really what they're meant to do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is totally unprecedented. Like this has never happened before in the history of the futures market. So honestly, man, we're living fucking history every single day over the last like two months. It's pretty bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, even so, I mean, it, it all depends how, how much you look at it, I think. Right. Like, oh, definitely. It's like, I mean, if you went back six months, if you went, if you just watch the news every day, there's breaking news every day. Right. Yes. So, yes. so that part has remained the same. I mean, I don't know. I've thought about just like shutting it all off. And you've seen the Crystalia special where he talks about the news and like articles and shit. He's like, whenever somebody comes out to me, is like, hey, did you hear what happened? You have to be like, well, which thing are you talking about? <laughs> oh, right. He's like, oh, oh, oh. That's actually a that really special. good special. It's it so is good. Very it's good. so funny. Crystal, yeah. no pain. Yeah. Check it out it's, for sure. Don't I, I think kill it started an hour off, of your quarantine. <laughs> definitely. It starts off a little bit slow, but it fucking gets good. It gets really good. Did it? So. I don't know. I just enjoy the whole thing. Uh, also, I mean, when it comes to comedy, if you're a fan of someone, you're so receptive that you just love every every yeah. minute of it too, right? That's the thing, right? Uh, and even, uh, <laughs> even uh, for... <laughs> Uh, even like uh, shitty comedians, because if you watch their special specials, or if you see like a some random just for laughs clip or whatever, the audience is laughing their asses off. But you can sit there at home and be like, "This fucking sucks," right? <laughs> but it's it's because of the atmosphere kind of leading up to it, and it's a really receptive audience because it's for the special taping. It's going to be all their fans, right? So that's fucking true. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of the special, because we went to Brendan Shaw last year. When we were allowed yeah, to go, yeah, 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 Were they were filming part of a special? No. Okay. Why? I they were for some reason. No, no. If you actually watch it, it's in like a much bigger theater, like gotcha. in a theater, not a club. So. Uh, fuck. Yeah, they. Uh, it was probably just mentioning that when they introed him that he's taping it soon or something like that. Ah, uh, they tricked me. Yeah. My la- I've wanted my laugh to be on tape forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a shame. But uh really is. So what have you been up to? Shit, man. Not a heck of a lot. Yeah. I uh I go between phases of like complete despair and desperation to like just being full of ideas and all kinds of crazy plans for what to do now yep. and then i'll get very like meta futuristic of like this will all one day be over and then the next minute be like this fucking sucks so, <laughs> so i don't know man it's been all over the map <laughs> Bro, are you going through menopause or something <laughs> what about you <laughs> i've got it i've got it the same way i'm just like fuck yeah. it's like uh there's been a couple of days where i've just been like I'm going to do nothing today. 
Yeah. And there's yeah. been days where I've been like really productive mm-hmm. and then there's like no in between whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel there's certain days where, um, you know, I'll kind of just wake up, make some coffee, go sit at my desk here like I would most normal days and kind of I'll actually have some stuff to do and plug away at. Yeah. And it'll feel like a semi-normal day. But then by like 1 p.m., you're like, well, I'm kind of out of things to do. <laughs> so I guess that's a day. <laughs> all right. But uh, or yeah, or I'll go like I'll have all kinds of ideas of like projects I want to work on and shit. And then I'll be like, well, do I really want to do them now? Like I the problem I have. And here's another problem I've had being self-employed and have had to improve and master and continue to improve is the issue with like, let's say you take on a new project of designing a new website because that's kind of a semi-concrete thing you can picture, right? Okay. When you're a self-employed person, like you'll have a lot of day-to-day to do things that you just have to do like any job. And then you'll kind of have like, in theory, you should have ongoing projects that don't have any sort of deadline, not necessarily urgent, but they are good proactive things to be doing. Mm-hmm. So the issue you have is when you look at your calendar, for, like you kind of have an infinite timeline to do those things, right? Because you look at your calendar for a week and in theory, you could work that in any day, right? Mm-hmm. And now that's kind of the issue now, especially where it's like there, there's so much talk about how long this is going to go, like whether it be August or August 2021 or who the fuck knows. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, well, I just have this indefinite time horizon. It, it's almost hard to get going on it because you, 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 you like it does sound like a procrastinator saying it, but you do have lots of time to work on it later as well. It's not like you won't have time in a month or in a week or in a day. Right. So I struggle I with know. it too. Time's yeah. a weird, time's a weird thing right now. So I think the way that you get around it is just consistency, like saying, I'm going to do an hour of this yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes that hour turns into like fucking six hours, depending on how engaged you are. With well, that, it. that's the thing is when you get going on something, you'll kind of get hooked and just, it, it won't feel like any kind of work or whatever, or you'll be kind of in, like, I, I hate saying cheesy words like flow state or whatever, yeah. but you will kind of be like. It's a snowball effect, right? So as you're saying they're working on something, you get new ideas, you want to keep doing it, like you just kind of naturally keep going and all of a sudden right. four hours have passed or whatever. So um, shit, that made me think of something else. I'm just going to agree with what you said because you sound like a robot, but the recording is always fine. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with the just let it like ride out because it usually corrects itself. We're going to have a great conversation now because everybody can hear what he's saying, but I can't. So we're just going to like, I'm going to be like, yes, that's a very <laughs> valid point. <laughs> conversation 101. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Fuck. No, now you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just let it go. It usually, it usually comes out fine or it'll sort itself out on the call. It kind of clicks in or whatever. So uh, Skype, yeah. Skype, yeah. Skype, Skype, Skype. I wonder. Uh, well, you know, it's the 900 million people using it at once or whatever. So, uh, yeah. That may play into it. I'm wondering if there's another service that actually has even better quality or if we have to pay for higher quality. I don't know. I don't know. We should maybe look into Google Hangouts again, but. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. This is like the thing that we've kind of avoided because we're doing the in person shows. 
Oh, yeah, like the delay or like, you know, the news delay. It's like we're here today with Josh Blaze going to you now, Josh. Right. Oh, did we lose? <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> See, exactly. That sort of shit. It's 100% what it is. Yeah, I know. It's fucking I. For anybody who's ever never conducted or like an interview on a Skype call, it's just not smooth. It's a little. A little tough. I mean, some of them turn out, I mean, but then at the same time, I kind of think about the amount of podcasts that are like, well, I mean, Spit and Chicklets is probably the most popular example where mm -hmm. they have some in-person components, but it is largely uh, like a Skype or Zoom call or whatever. Yeah. So the way that conversation works is it's kind of only, it goes around the horn, right? You know what I mean? Where... Mm -hmm. Host one talks, then host two talks, then host three talks, then host four talks, then host one talks, then host three talks, then host... You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it just doesn't quite mimic natural conversation, which, I don't know. The pro, like the good part about Skype-based podcasts is you can scale it a lot more and get more and bigger guests because it's not a physical or much of a time commitment. They just sit in front of their computer. But yeah, personally, I like going for the quality of in-person better and the the connection and conversation there. It's almost two fucking different skills, to be honest with you. Like the in-person hmm. component and then like the Skype component, it's almost completely, to me, it, it's almost completely different. Hmm. Like there's, yeah. you're obviously talking, but there's that like, you're comfortable with the pauses and the, a lot more. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the in-person, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah well i mean you can also read the room and there's just so much different difference to it and i mean this even ties into the whole because the world's going a little more virtual now but mm. you'll never lose like yeah people might be more quick to do a zoom call instead of a coffee meeting or something in the work world in the future but there's kind of an importance to that and you don't you know what i mean Oh, hundred percent. Like even just, uh, how managing people, people tend to work better just when they're, I can walk down the hall and say, James, like this is off for like good work. <laughs> good <Yeah>. work. <laughs> Ring one up for the bird, but, uh, Austin Powers. Is that what he's in the, he's in the fucking spacesuit, And he's like, he's like, and then they're like, I can't hear you. And we're back after <laughs> FBI interrupted our call. No, dude, I touched my headphone and the fucking thing turned off. Do you have like an answer thing on your headphones? Yeah, I just, I accidentally like hit it and it just. Oh, you fucking. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? Awesome powers. Yeah. And fucking Dr. Evil's in the spacesuit, and they're like, I can't hear you. He's like, go work. And then they're like, I can't hear you. So he fucking hits the button on as soon as he's like, go work. And then like, you remember that? No, I don't but, remember that. Oh one. my that must God. Is that one of the first? Because like the it first is. two, I've only seen like maybe once, but I've seen Gold Member 800 goddamn times. <laughs> so if it's from Everybody the other listening. Like, yeah. Tom and I used to watch fucking Gold used Member to every watch single that time. All the time. Yeah. Every single time he came over to my house. Uh, this was before I, Netflix, so you could you couldn't you had to watch the movies you had in your house. <laughs> All right. 
A Spy Who Shagged Me is the movie. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And is the first one just called International Man of Mystery? I think you're right. Yeah. Amazing movies, though. Mm-hmm. Underrated to the nth degree. Underrated. I feel like Under- most people know about it. Uh, I don't know. I've heard people are like, keep hearing doors opening. Why don't you just close your doors so it's not... It's over there, though. All right. <laughs> no, the I think the GF got home from work, and she forgot her fucking phone at the house. Oh. <laughs> um, fuck. What were we talking about? Underrated. Mm. Mm. Overrated? Underrated. I guess maybe underrated. I mean, yeah. some people think it's cheesy. I don't know. It's an old movie now. I think the first one's from like 1999 or something. I think Goldmember was 2003. Could be wrong. Crazy. Crazy. You know what I did the other day? Speaking of uh, quarantine ranges of emotions and stuff. Because like, I I don't know. I, I can't lie. I found myself like just thinking about the past. Like wanting to be like, oh man. Like I just want life to be normal again. And <laughs> that was smooth. Um, I was just saying, like, oh, fuck, I, would, I want things to be normal. I want to go back to normal, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I got kind of high the other day and was just mm-hmm. laying on the couch and was, like, sitting there going through the last, like, three, four years in my mind, just kind of, like, walking through the year and, like, what happened, like, each. Obviously, you don't remember every day, but kind of remembering certain events. Mm-hmm. And trying to remember was like, oh, was that that year or that year? And I don't know. And I went through like a whole timeline of probably like, I would say January 2017 till like now, mm-hmm. <laughs> month by month. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. A random walk. Through. It was interesting. Like I felt really good. Like, I don't know. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a good time. But dude, I was just sitting there like just going through it and a, I like to think my memory is pretty good, apparently. So, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Like, look, be like month by month. I don't know. Maybe more quarter by quarter would be more accurate. Specific months, I don't always remember when things happened. But my mom messaged me on the thirteenth of April and was like, "This day four years ago is your very first real estate sale." And I was like, "How the fuck?" Do really? You know that? She remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's sweet that's how sweet. do you, you wrote that this? down i don't know probably she's a fucking scrapbooker so oh is she not she that she has a picture like, of me holding a contract or some shit but damn that's yeah. hilarious that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome i actually <laughs> like that that's good i wonder if my mine would have been like august ish yeah i should look 20... up the date on that 15? 15. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, shit. Oh, I'm just impressed that you remembered that. That would oh, be, 100%. yeah. Good for I, her. I don't remember that. Yeah. You know, like everybody like keeps their frames, their first dollar they ever yeah, made or whatever. Yeah, I was say, yeah. <laughs> uh, Should have done that with the uh, old irrigation company. Oh, yeah. That would have been an idea. Frame the first check. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> never cashed it because it's in the frame. But 
Uh, um, let me get my old notes up here. So, normal pause, normal pause. Might have to cut this down because I forgot what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I love normal pauses. He's oh. going to be like, oh, the thing lagged. <laughs> 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 you just blame it on the fucking thing lagging bro yeah just blame it on the like uh, uh, improvise yeah exactly that's a way better idea use like fucking notepad or something what uh what notes you got for this show um fuck do you remember i'm just thinking of this now but uh mm-hmm. maybe this is like do you ever remember <laughs> I remember you doing this one time, and I must have done it as well, where we had like a potential, we were together, like doing work or whatever, and um, years ago, and like a call would come in from someone who was like looking to sell or whatever, and you start talking to them, and they'd just be like going off about who the fuck knows what. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then (laughs) like you're like, okay, this clearly isn't a client, and they just keep like, talking and going in circles asking the same questions and you're like oh uh kate so it's uh it's gonna be this and this anyways uh sorry i have a client call me back on the other line i gotta go now <laughs> Just hang up and delete their number like holy fuck <laughs> i've done that a few times yeah never to any of my clients but no no never uh like it's fuck man like just to defend ourselves sometimes dude you get the calls of like people who are just like and I'm sure this is in any job, but people who are just like, you can tell sometimes when someone's going to be insanely difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like as a as an agent, as fuck any kind of even at like semi self employed or anything where you kind of have a control over uh, who you work with. Yeah. Like you need to listen to the gut feeling of like, oh, this person and I are completely incompatible. Like. <laughs> listen to it right um yeah. or this person's gonna be insanely difficult to work with like mm. trust your instinct and then agents specifically like i've i've done enough deals that i can you know kind of pinpoint a certain personality type mm. i'm like i know this is gonna go terribly and i've been doing it long enough that like i've had those moments where i'm like this isn't gonna end well but you know what i like i i can try to make it work and then two months later, flash forward to me being like, oh, my fucking God, why did I do this to myself? So, but uh, oh, most definitely. The, yeah. There's also people that like call you to like almost rant about shit. And you're like, am I getting paid one hundred and thirty dollars an hour as your therapist? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a fine line between you want to be a good caring empathetic person right mm-hmm. and obviously we're in a job where the lines between business and personal get a little blurry sometimes just because it's mm-hmm. such a big part of people's lives but at the same time yeah like it, it's i don't know you you do wear many hats and sometimes you have to be the just be someone to to listen right because mm-hmm. i've had clients who like i i like them and things went perfectly 
but I did know every time they phoned me, it's like, this is like a minimum 20 minute phone call. Right. <laughs> and that's just, that's just how it is. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh shit. No, no 100%. It, it, yeah. it, and then sometimes they like start oversharing with you and you're like, I don't know if you should be telling me <laughs> this, but I don't know. Not my, <laughs> their prerogative, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people just like to open up on the cell phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, some people are pretty more open than others, but uh, yeah. I like to think I'm good at getting it out of people because like, I've sat on airplanes next to somebody and we got off the airplane being like best friends. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think that even what we were talking about earlier, like just being kind of good at conversation, right? I mean, that's what a lot of soft skills break down to honestly r.i.p um, airplanes but... yeah <laughs> so what are people just gonna like not go anywhere ever again <laughs> right like what what's what's next you know so... yeah i was reading an article about how uh like china's back open but people aren't going out to restaurants oh okay like, we actually even talked about this last week i was like that's probably also what's gonna happen also, have you ordered from fucking Cactus Club lately? <laughs> no, why? Because they have like, you like roll up to the restaurant, you park in front, you text them the color and make of your car, you open your trunk, they put it in the trunk, and you drive away. <laughs> it's like, really interesting. Like, I these tell, guys uh... know how a drug deal is done. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh... They know how to do it. Fuck, that's funny. Um, yeah, I wonder, because uh, my roommate works for a restaurant as well, and they're doing, like, lots of to-go and pick-up and shit. But I don't think, yeah. I don't know if they're doing that. They, I think they have a different way of working it out. But uh, that's fucking funny. No, I haven't ordered anything from Cactus. Are they on, like, Skip the Dishes? I don't think they're doing that. I think they're just doing pick-up, and uh, I don't even know if they're doing delivery. Yeah, let's uh, let's check right now. Is this is very doing, important uh, information. Heck it is. It is. Do the waitresses come with it? Um, no, but uh, <laughs> is Earl's doing groceries? Oh, yeah. No Cactus Club on Skip. Yeah, um, yeah they do like a grocery pack thing now mm -hmm. that you can buy from them. Um, like meat and veggies and stuff. We bought one of the meat ones off of them, actually. It was a pretty good, pretty good price. So. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's like not outlandishly more expensive than um, supermarket going to the grocery store or whatever. So okay. it's fair enough. Honestly, I th I also think oh, a bunch of crap. I don't even remember. Um, but it it was a lot of food. And then the big thing being um, because I think the issue is a lot of the stuff because like they're doing a more limited menu, and then also people don't order everything when they're ordering out. Yeah. So I think the problem was is they have quite a bit of um, a lot of what they order because it comes in in regular intervals. They don't use it all up. So rather than they'd rather just, I don't know. And yeah, I mean, businesses have to get creative, right? So I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good model because McDonald's, yeah, no fucking hash browns because they're doing the limited menu. Really? No hash browns? No hash browns, no bagels is what at least they're telling me at uh, Linwood. Oh, I did see a news thing about that, and I saw it was bagels. Because it, it was a lot of the weird items, I thought. But I'm surprised to see hash browns. I thought those would be simple enough. Fuck. 
I love those things. We had a bu- we had a bunch of coupons that came in the yeah, mail. Yeah, like a two can dine for eight ninety nine. Oh fuck! I've never ate so much McDonald's in my whole life. Love when those coupons show up and you can be like, "Honey, we can finally go out for dinner." <laughs> take, take you out for an anniversary dinner. I have like a there's a good food coupon or something for like forty five bucks. So you can get one of those meal kits coming in. Those fucking meals. Oh, is that nice similar to like uh, eat? Not eat fresh. Hello, yeah. fresh. Hello fresh. Yeah. And yeah. There's Blue no... Apron and whatever. There's a hundred of them. I've actually never done one of those. Neither have I. You done meal craft though. Yeah, but that's different because Hello Fresh is like cooking. Yeah, meal craft is different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out meal craft. <laughs> um. Just start immediately start going into an ad read. <laughs> Fuck, you know what I like about amazing. that would have been so spectacular. We should have just rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, Josh. Mulecraft is different. <laughs> um, fuck. Well, I kind of like uh, back in the day when we did that, and I've noticed this in podcasts. Like if you. I listen to Two Bears, One Cave quite a bit, which is Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. It's pretty funny. Yep. I don't know if you like those guys or not. But because uh, their ad reads, like there's sort of ad copy they give them. But I most of these companies, especially when it's a comedian, they just kind of give them free reign of like, okay, here's the points you need to get across. Kind of do your thing. So yep. they'll basically just be like ripping on each other, reading these ads. And like, it's so funny. And it actually makes it, I mean, you know, I usually skip the ads, but there's all kinds of brands that I'm, well aware of now because they're in all these the same kind of podcasts right so yeah theo vaughn does a pretty good ad read on his yeah just like in, in general he's the very good at boys yeah yeah um yeah. fuck i was gonna say something about that but uh no no um because youtube ad reads are a thing now too right so there's definitely oh right yeah 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 like there's definitely other than just a Rather than like an ad ad, it's like an ad within the video kind of yep. thing. Yeah. Like NordVPN or whatever. Yeah. It's like, but first, a word from blah, blah, blah. There's like, you know what is good news? And then they'll... Uh, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Do you see that fucking <laughs> all the time? Shit, man. Ever since... Okay. Ever since you've exposed me to Baller Busters, A, when I see... Minus there's like... There's like two or three of those like YouTube pre-roll ad agencies that always advertise that are uh, legit as far as I can tell. Yeah. But there's a lot of ones that just seem really sketchy and they're all Amazon fulfi- uh, FBA fulfilled by Amazon drop shipping bullshit. And yeah. now I'm just like every single time I see those, I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> And actually, oh, and last night on Instagram, that's why I was thinking about this, because I saw, so I saw two boosted posts for, like, Instagram influencer slash e-commerce gurus, and then, like, two posts in a row in my Explore feed, and I'm just like, I don't know, man, I'm pretty skeptical of those. And you can also see a lot of their guy, those guys' posting rates. Yeah. Up until March 16th was very consistent of like three times a week. And now they've posted like one time since then or whatever. So, yeah, can't rent Lambos anymore. Very skeptical. Very skeptical of that. So they're going after uh, G Cardone on yeah. that. Yeah, I see that. 
Yeah. They're really <laughs> harping on him. Yeah. Used to be a decent, uh, well, I like I read a lot of his books and stuff. Like, obviously, it was slightly hokey old school sales advice, but yeah. some of his stuff was okay, like his energy and stuff. But obviously, he, he's, I don't know. He always seemed a little fishy, and now it's become fairly obvious he's a decent uh, crook, it would seem. But, uh, well, I don't know if that's 100%. I think that there's definitely, there's definitely cracks that may be showing, but I'm going to mm-hmm. wait and see yeah. if there's yeah. actually a legitimate downfall or not. It'll be interesting. Very right, interesting. right. Actually, that's a good point. Because, um, I mean, obviously, like a, an account, like an exposed account like that is also going to go super aggressive with anything they find, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. He also, like, fuck, man, when I see it, because now he's all big into the the conference thing. Like, he did the first one years ago at, like, an arena. Yeah. And now yeah. he, he did one at, like, a baseball stadium. And I'm like, because the cheapest tickets were, like, two grand, and there were tons of tickets that were, like, 15,000 and stuff. And I'm like, yep. there's no way, even if you sell a bunch of those out, there's, I don't, I just couldn't see how he could possibly make money doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, the margins would be razor, razor thin, so... Although, I mean, fucking, that's what Tony Robbins does and sells those. Yeah, but that's been going since, what, like the 80s or whatever? And yeah. it's built it a bit of a different way. I don't know. Yeah. This is all our opinion. Don't fucking sue us. Yeah. We're just figuring it out like the rest of you. Um, <laughs> so, but last night I was actually kind of reading some stuff just sort of on Twitter from, you know, the the more eloquent minds on there or whatever, kind of hypothesizing uh, kind of COVID. Uh, like, when do we get back to semi-reality? Because I think a lot of people kind of clung to like, oh, it'll be like three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now that some time has gone by, you're like, okay, it's very clear it's going to be longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's, It's very interesting because... I believe we'll be able to sort of get back to doing more things um, before a vaccine. But yep. what we need is like an effective treatment. Right. Um, but it's kind of a question of how soon that's going to be and what it's going to look like. And, you know, you can't just things won't just snap back, snap back to reality. Whoop! there goes gravity. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it can't just like instantly go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and also even for the press, like, because I listen to so many comedians podcasts, they're like, well, you can't just like open clubs again because you can't just all of a sudden have 200 people in a club or whatever. Right. Yeah. And people won't just have disposable income either. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a big kind of flawed assumption, too. So, yeah, I don't know, man. What, like one thing I saw that was interesting was because in theory, you know, I'm not going to be a just a flu simp. Right. <laughs> Uh, but when you like when you evaluate the numbers like i get that there's exceptions to the rule and stuff and you know anyone who's more directly affected by this like i'm obviously very very sympathetic but when you average out the numbers people under 45 are at very low risk if they take proper social distancing measures so one kind of semi-prevailing idea i've seen who knows if there's any way to this or if it will happen more importantly um is that like kind of people under age 45 are allowed to sort of go back to work, but yep. wearing like masks and 
you know, two meters away kind of at all times. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, across obviously different businesses, like let's say like a manufacturing line, they'll have to modify how their business is done so people can be far enough apart, so on and so forth. Are you following Naval Ravikant? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think that was where I read that. Yeah. Because he's, uh, I don't know, he's an interesting guy and obviously way smarter than me. So I think his opinions are semi valid. Right. Sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, What do you think? I, I think that, yeah, you, you almost have to do that whole lock up the old and vulnerable. Yeah. Or get them to self lock themselves up and kind of get people back to back to reality 100%. Yeah. Because how long can you go without paying bills? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. on a governmental and, uh, I mean, country level, not just uh, right. individual. Right. Like, you know, we we have to kind of face the reality of, like, let's pretend it's two years to a vaccine. Mm-hmm. We literally cannot stop everything for two years. Like, it, it's just not possible, right? Definitely not. Um, and, I mean, we kind of have to, like, face the, I don't know, the, the I'm obviously, I'm some, I shouldn't say obviously, I'm someone who's taking the social distancing very seriously. I'm not going to be out there being one of those, like, protesting dum-dums right in california but, uh, yeah yeah but i mean i think the biggest thing is like um how do i put this like uh we as a generation like mm-hmm. and i as individuals like we're gonna have generational debt that is both as individuals than as a country as a province as a city as a whole right yeah so what are the actions we need to take to semi-minimize that while being, you know, effect, like taking effective safety precautions at the same time, mm-hmm. but not be reeling for the rest of our lives financially, right? It's like this fine yeah. balance where a lot of people are playing devil's advocate of how many people would you say is okay to <laughs> die? I see Here's yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You almost have to take like I would describe it. You, I you've seen some of the Avengers movies, right? Yes. Okay, so Thanos, right? Yes. You almost have to take kind of the the Thanosian view of it, where like, yes, it's very objective and cold and calculating, but mm-hmm. you can at least understand the logic behind it. You know what I mean? Yes, you can. Yeah. I think, and then everybody plays the emotional card of well, that could be your mom or dad and or. I get that. I, I, well, I mean, and, I get that. I mean, I th- the problem, too, is like, it's a very horrid, horrid uh, sickness and death, too, right? Like, mm. so that, that obviously, that's where the your emotions come into it and being a sympathetic person. You're not just going to say, all right, fuck it, let's just go out. But then all these people are dying these ter- terrible, terrible deaths. Like, the, no one's going to yeah. say that idea. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, the death the the opposite viewpoint would be well the death toll cannot be zero by definition right so mm. i don't know it's one of those things where uh, i mean you have to weigh the balance and uh, i mean i think hopefully we can get an effective treatment for it like in terms of just a drug that uh will minimize the sickness right and, yeah and, and that that will have to tide society over for like probably a year, I think, before there's vaccination. 
Yeah, I mean, and also, I don't know enough about the, like, because what you're going for is herd immunity. Yeah. I don't know enough about if you get it, do the antibodies actually fight it off in the future? Or... Right, and that's that appears to be a thing with, like, the second wave and then people get it again, etc. So, I don't know, like, the... I think the what it will eventually look like is um, the uh, what it'll eventually look like, I would say, is, I mean, there, it'll be a vaccine. Like, will the vaccine be a thousand percent preventative? Maybe not. But if it does have a relatively large herd immunity, it'll at least allow us to be normal. And then I don't know, I could see it being like something like, let's say, like, I don't know, bronchitis or something where like. You know, if you got it in the Wild West days, you died. If you get it now, yeah, you're pretty sick, but you take some pills for a week or whatever, and you're fine, sure. right? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's I don't just know. so many unknowns, right? And it's, A, obviously, think, we are by no means medical professionals, but no, reading I about... Say, the, I think... The, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it just it just changes so much, and there's so many weird random variables, and it, it's not super predictable and there, there's because uh, nothing's been seen like this so there's just constantly new issues with it frankly I guess right? yeah but, well we're living through it and people are making more discoveries as we go mm-hmm. on it's mm-hmm. it, it's very interesting I, I again yeah don't have a DR in front of my name even though I do that sometimes when I'm signing up for things um, yeah yeah <laughs> it is funny that they give you that option on like a drop down list <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know man uh, fuck we'll see I mean the uh, like I uh, the, the reason I mean without sounding like ignorant or whatever but just for like everyone's sake I mm-hmm. hope we can find a fix a, a workable solution where people can kind of go back to work and at least sort of make enough to like sustain themselves until the real solution comes about. You know what I mean? Like kind of a bandaid fix that sort of uphold, like basically we're kind of as a society, Dutch boys and Dutch girls at a dam plugging holes for now. Right. And if we can manage to plug enough holes that gets our economy, like holds up the bottom and prevents it from totally falling off until, yeah, the world goes back to normal, like that's good enough, right? You know what I mean? Like, like get, get to like a vaguely break-even kind of working solution f- to tide us over for six to twelve months. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. I'm with you there too. Yeah. And for everyone's own sanity, so they they can kind of go do things. You know, I don't know. Leave the house at least. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Well, here's what I was thinking about the other day. Like, pretend. First of all, and we've talked about this before, like when stuff opens up, people are going to be hesitant to go in public, right? Just because you've been, you've built a habit and you've kind of been conditioned over however long this lasts that it's uh, bad to, there's germs out there, keep your distance, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I don't know. It's going to be a very weird feeling just even like, I mean, I think about going to the gym because I definitely miss going to the gym. So I'm thinking about the gym and it's just going to be feel so weird being in there again. Yeah. And like 
will you have to like schedule your workout time with them if they can only allow 50 people in and all that <laughs> shit and book machines and blah 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 i don't know all good questions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The solution yeah get a fucking garage gym yeah exactly i've already worked it out <laughs> i have the solution yeah man fuck i mean think the biggest thing is to just kind of roll with the punches and accept this is history um th- and that well like for me and so many people i think a lot of people tried to cling to normal life for as long as possible oh yeah resist frankly sitting around all day but and like you know you know you can still be productive but you kind of mm-hmm. have to right eventually you're going to have a day where there's nothing to do and you have nowhere to go and you can't go anywhere. And that's perfectly fine. Right. Mm. And we kind of have to accept that and roll with it because we're trying to apply our normal day to day worldly perspectives to things, but you, I don't know, just have to go with the ebbs and flows of it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Fuck. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, uh, the thing that made it click for me was I was, cause I was talking to my dad the other day cause he was on like a, a call with just like a call talking about, about the economy with a bunch of people for some yeah. investment stuff. And you know, the one thing he said that he heard in there, it was like a webinar sort of thing that one economist said was like, whatever way we slice it guys is like in a hundred years, they're going to write about the quarantine of 2020. And yeah. I'm like, Oh shit, that's a good point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, life's gonna be irregular during this time. So, hopefully, not for too long. But uh, you know, I even take a little bit of comfort in the fact that someday you will sort of forget about this. And what I mean by that is like not totally erase your mind, but yeah. someday in the future, you someone will say to you. Hey, do you remember like when we were quarantined when we were like 20 something and you'll be like, yeah. oh, fuck, right. That was like, you know, <laughs> six months or 12 months or however long it ends up being. But you know what I mean? Like you won't think about it every single damn day. You'll, you'll kind of forget. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I remember that. And, you know, what, what did you do during it? Like it'll yeah. it'll be a distant memory eventually, I guess. I just take comfort in the fact that everybody else is going through it, too. So it's yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. And I for even for me, I had to kind of get over myself and say, like, this isn't a me problem or you <laughs> problem or like like any individuals. Yeah. Right. Like it sucks for everyone. That's the biggest yeah. thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, and in theory, at end of the day, this in theory, hopefully has an end. And that would be like a vaccine, herd immunity, whatever. Right. You know, it's not like something like, say, the great. Like this rival is going to rival the Great Depression and the Great Depression just kind of went on indefinitely, right? <laughs> um, more or less until the nat economy just came around. This at least has a more foreseeable end, I guess. So, Hopefully. I mean, AIDS has been around since the 80s, so. But that's the thing, right? It's not like a mass, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, it's kind of a preventative thing. Yeah. Um, now are, are treatable and i actually heard a thing about this because a concern with viruses is because they mutate and evolve but sure. the more you vaccinate and build immunity the virus actually mutates weaker because it breaks it down or something like that so i like, also heard something that 
viruses in real life generally mutate to be worse versions of themselves. Yeah, Because actually a virus is almost unsuccessful if it kills its host. Like it's a failure if you die. Mm, Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because it it needs to to bind to something. So, um, but where, and that almost kind of goes with it, but supposedly like current day, AIDS is like much weaker than uh, the first strain or whatever. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I, I heard a thing on that. Didn't research it, but supposedly that's a thing. <laughs> and it apparently applies to all viruses, but who knows? Fuck I don't know. Yeah. I like to think Speaking there of will AIDS. definitely be a new normal, but yeah. hopefully we get back to a semi-familiar normal sometime eventually right speaking of hiv because magic johnson has hiv and is a basketball player have you seen the new michael jordan basketball documentary <laughs> good tie-in uh no actually i've I, have you watched it i've been meaning to. i i saw it, it just came I, out last list. night yeah i was about to say that just came out right so yeah i'm not that behind on it but it looks good i'm very interested to see it i'm very interested as well because there's a some... series it is. It's a 10-part series. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Netflix for us Canadians, ESPN for you Yanks. Yeah. Let me know um, how it is. That's definitely on the, the watch list. That was a good segue. Like that, I don't know how I related that. To Amazing. Basketball. Amazing tie-in <laughs> versus just randomly being like, so anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what I was thinking, though, about, like, speaking of Netflix releases, I'm assuming this all probably came out at once, right, okay. uh, as a whole series. Yeah. But because uh, I rewatched a TV show I used to, I still like it, uh, Community. Did you ever watch that show? No, actually, I don't think I've ever even seen an episode. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's your style, but, you know, it, it's a funny, kind of quirky comedy. Uh, yep. Like, it was a, kind of the grandparent to shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever. Like it was kind of the first one, but it was never like massively popular at the time it was on. But, Mm -hmm. you know, rewatching it, especially a show like that, where it's a 30 minute show on a cable slot. So they're like 22 minute episodes. Like it goes by so quick. And I was kind of thinking like with old TV shows and older generations and stuff, we had a different relationship with TV shows, you know what I mean? Because let's say you watch a show for seven seasons, it's on for seven years, you watch it every week, eight months out of the year, like your life is happening between those episodes. So I think you actually built a closer bond to those TV shows because it was more part of your coming up or or whatever, you know what I mean? Versus now when a (laughs) show is, you know, there's, 10 episodes per season, but they drop it all at once and you watch it in an afternoon. Yeah. You're not really building that relationship over time with that TV show, which is why I also think when you rewatch some TV shows, you're like, as always, some things are sometimes better left as a memory. Right. Um, but when you rewatch it, you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. But like, is it that amazing? You know what I mean? Like it, it, if you've watched a show with, uh, over time as a, like if you watched it live let's say um yeah. i feel like you have a deeper connection to it that's an and interesting someday uh people will have less connection with their tvs because they're just or stories because they're used to it dropping 
all at once on Netflix. Like I know some TV shows, uh, they'll release it every week on Netflix, but I just wait till the Pretty end and watch it all anyways. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah, only big pretty... like stranger things and stuff like that does that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting perspective. Never mm-hmm. even thought about that, but you're probably correct. Yeah. I don't know what made me think. I think I was just rewatching it and thinking about it because, uh, community was, had issues with getting canceled and repicked up and stuff over its years. So uh, I was kind of reading some of the history of it, and I think that's what made me think of it. So you should watch Long and Hard podcast every week. Of <laughs> every your life. week for Don't the rest of eternity. Once, and we will be better. here. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday mornings, which is totally when we <laughs> are recording this. <laughs> We've been pretty good at dropping it. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. right time so yeah well that's probably a good spot to call it hey yeah boy i think that's an hour already so all right well we will see you all of you and more next week because you're gonna tell 10 friends about it and they tell 10 friends and they tell 10 friends and it's kind of uh, like amway yeah that's how we're gonna recruit listeners now peace out